1: The Sports Yak Podcast being brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart.
0: Hey, Derek. We just want to invite you guys out to Big and Tall Outlet on State Road 19 in Elkhart.
1: Derek, tell the sports maniacs, that's what we're going to call our listeners, maniacs, about Big and Tall.
0: We are a small business. You know, we've we've been in business for, I believe, uh, 47 years now. Nearly 10,000 square feet of uh, Big and Tall men's merchandise here for you guys to shop.
1: Let's say I stop by the old Big and Tall Outlet. What's in stock?
0: Everything from uh, team apparel to to denim, to flannels, warmer fall and winter items. What if the tens and
1: tens of sports maniacs have any questions?
0: If you ever have any questions, feel free to give us a a call. Our number is 574-293-0111. And if you're looking for anything in particular, please feel free to contact us on Facebook, through Messenger, through Twitter, there's a lot of ways to get a hold of us nowadays, if there's anything that you guys are ever looking for, dress pants, casual pants, denim, sweatshirts, hoodies, elastic waist pants, sweatpants,
1: how about that phone number one more time,
0: 574-293-0111, one, one, one. what did you just say, 574-293-0111, one, one, one. say it again to my face, 574-293-0111, one, one, one. come again, 574-293-0111, 0111. Most enduring traditions of the season are best enjoyed in the warm embrace of kith and kin. This tree is a symbol of the spirit of the Griswold family Christmas.
1: Dad, did you bring a saw? Ho ho ho,
0: Merry Christmas, you sports maniacs. It's the Sports Yak podcast with Corey and Chuckle. Sports Yak is brought to you by
1: Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart and at BigAndTallOutlet.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter as well, because big guys got to look
0: good, too. Get ready, South Bend. Here it comes, Elkhart. Here's what you've been waiting for. Michelle. My shahaha. Whatever.
1: Just start the show, would you please? Welcome to episode 31 of Sports Yak. Hi, my name is Corey. I know very little about sports. That's why I've invited my BFF, Chuck Freeby, to stop by. He knows a lot about sports. Hi, kids. Well, let's talk about college uh, football playoff committee show last night and the big rankings. Not to be confused with this Sunday's big bigger rankings. Yes,
2: this Sundays are the ultimate rankings. But uh, did the lineup change? It changed because remember Michigan was number four. Of course, they had the huge loss to Ohio State over the weekend. They dropped to seventh. The new number four team, and thus one of the teams making the playoffs if the rankings hold up, would be Georgia. But Georgia has to play Alabama this Saturday in the SEC title game. So we'll see what all comes of that. Lurking right behind them, the committee put Oklahoma fifth, Ohio State sixth. The motivation for the Buckeyes in the Big Ten championship game is to hammer Northwestern as hard as they can and make a statement that they belong in the top four because they're going to go into that game knowing already how the other two have fared, knowing how Oklahoma did against Texas in the Big 12 championship game and knowing how the Georgia-Alabama game came out.
1: You know what I'm going to do? I am going to go back and forth here because what I have to ask you after all this has to do with playoffs. That's so, fine. Uh, my wife says, why is Alabama 1? Why Clemson 2? Why Notre Dame 3? All with perfect records. How does one get above? Why isn't Notre Dame number 1? It's basically the eye test.
2: You watch these teams play and you sit there and you say, who do I think would win if they played each other? and And I think it's... It's very reasonable to think, given its history and given the way they've played this year, that Alabama would beat Notre Dame. Okay. And I think most people think that Clemson would beat Notre Dame if they went head-to-head. And I think most people think Alabama is better than Clemson. And that's how they rank them. Wow. And
1: how many people are on that committee again? I believe it's 13. But that's the kind of meeting we have as they look at this panel of teams – who can Alabama beat here? Everybody. Let's put them at number one. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And and there's all
2: kinds of – they have access to all kinds of different facts and figures. But I, I think a lot of times it just comes down to the eye test. And to a certain
1: extent, that's what it should be in college football. Okay. And do you think – Georgia has a chance to beat Alabama this they Saturday. Have, they have a
2: chance. I don't think it's a very good one, but they have a chance. Georgia's a very talented team. They have an experienced quarterback in Jake Fromm. Defense is pretty good. I don't think their defense is as good as Alabama's.
1: Basketball Jones.
0: i got a basketball Jones. i got a basketball Jones bad. So-
1: College basketball last night. Let's talk about that. Louisville and Michigan State. You want to start with that
2: game? Okay. 82-78. Louisville wins it. Louisville has not lost a non-conference game in the Yum Arena since it's been built in the month of November. Now, I don't know that they play the caliber of opposition of a Michigan State all that often, but the fact that they've never lost a non-conference game at home in November... Very striking, and the fact that they beat the ninth-ranked team in the country last night in in Michigan State. I watched the last part of that game. By the time I tuned in, Cassius Winston, Michigan State's top guard, had already fouled out. And so they were relying on basically some young, inexperienced players to keep them in the game, And, and they did a very good job. They just didn't seem to have an answer for the shooting of Ryan McMahon from Louisville who stood out there and hit about five three-pointers and scored a career-high 24 points.
1: This is nothing new, but do you ever find yourself going, these are 19, 20, 21-year-old trees. They're gigantic. Oh, yeah. And just physical specimens of just hulking. <laughs> like, wow, there, there's a couple of them that are younger than my 21-year-old. And yet then they have
2: that baby face on them yeah, most of the
1: time. Yeah, they're still growing their facial hair and whatnot. Still nothing from Louisville. So Louisville is in the headlines as well because we've kind of touched on this briefly in the last few episodes. Purdue has a head coach that is a Louisville alumni. And the last thing I remember you saying that the headline was, Right now, mm-hmm. Purdue is my home. And this is Coach Brom speaking.
2: Right. Purdue football coach Jeff Brom has been Braum, sorry, uh, looked at. Uh, and the speculation was that he was going to go to Louisville. And then he made it sound after the game on Saturday, the Purdue faithful heard right now, I'm here at Purdue, and and they thought, okay, he's sticking with us. And Louisville put on the full-court press, and there were reports yesterday out of Louisville that Braum indeed did meet with Louisville officials and demanded at least a seven-year contract worth Between 28 and 35 million dollars. He wanted basically four to five million dollars a year if he was going to go down to Louisville and take care of the mess that is the Cardinals football program right now.
1: Any idea what he's making at Purdue?
2: About three million a year. Okay. So it's not like you're going to have to hold a telethon for him if he stays at Purdue. Yeah. Uh, And I think this situation is going to get resolved today. The Indianapolis Star is reporting, as we record this in the morning, that uh, Louisville recruits are being told that Jeff Braum is the new coach. Uh, There are no other confirmation of that source, uh, so we don't know that for sure. But it wouldn't surprise me. Hey, if the money's there and that's where he's from, why wouldn't he?
1: Uh, a couple of questions here that I'd love to hear your comment on, and we talked about this real briefly in the other room. He has not will not get to see any of his recruits play at Purdue. No, the question will be,
2: especially with Purdue's top freshman, Rondale Moore, will Rondale Moore follow Jeff Braum DeLule? Hmm. And if he does, he's got to sit out a year. Okay. And then he can... Perform in Jeff Brom's offense, which he knows already that he can do. I mean, Rondale Moore is probably going to be the Big Ten Freshman of the Year. Okay, he should be. He's one of the nation's top receivers already as a freshman. And the question would be: Well, if Brom leaves and the new coach comes in. What kind of offense is he going to run? How
1: often does an uh, your alma mater come calling? And that coach goes, I'm, i got to follow my love for that school and my history. And Well, you may
2: recall 20 years ago this happened to Notre Dame. They had a basketball coach by the name of Matt Doherty who had a pretty good first year. And the North Carolina job opened up, and Matt Doherty was from North Carolina and went and took it. And it didn't work out well for Matt Doherty. No, it did not. He did not do well at North Carolina. Uh, but – he left Notre Dame after one season and said, I gotta go where Alma Mater is calling.
1: And if I remember correctly, he brought something to that program that was kinda dormant. Yes. To the Notre Dame program, most yes. certainly. And like I remember beating a UConn strong team that season. Mm-hmm. Uh and he was an outspoken coach and he was brash and he, they played that way. And, yeah. And then here comes uh Mike North Carolina Craig. and
2: and then Mike Bray came
1: in. Yeah. Still nothing
2: from Louisville. But I have not, uh, I've not seen anything yet that confirms Jeff Brom to Louisville. So when did Louisville fire their coach? Um, with a couple weeks left in the season. Okay. When they were two and eight and couldn't stop anything, couldn't stop a bicycle.
1: Back to basketball. Notre Dame gets a win last night.
2: Yes, beat Illinois which isn't a good Big Ten team. They really should not have struggled with them as much as they did. The Irish in the first half really had problems with their shooting once again. And then Jawan Durham, the big 6'11 guy, and we've asked, where is he? Why isn't he playing more? Well, he comes in last night, and he plays more, and he scores 10 points and blocks six shots and basically turns the game around. The Irish go on a 15-0 run. Durham comes out because he's tired because he had not played a lot. Mm -hmm. And when he comes out, the Irish again go back into, oh, we can't do anything with the basketball. We don't know what to do anymore. And Illinois comes back. They get it within two. Notre Dame was atrocious from the foul line last night. They missed 13 free throws in the second half, which kept Illinois in the game. And it's 76-74, Illinois' star guard comes down the floor, puts up the running one-handed three, it goes around the rim and out. Thank you, Shooter Flatch. And the Irish win it 76-74.
1: Are you surprised they are now
2: 6-1? No, they should be 6-1 with this schedule that they've played. They've okay. played all seven games at home. Most of the competition, even Illinois, not that good. It gets a lot tougher now. You play Oklahoma at Madison Square Garden next week, and then you go to UCLA. Uh,
1: Indiana, you can hear on Pulse FM one hundred three point one. Rough night against a lot of radios <laughs> got clicked off early last Ooh. night. Uh,
2: the Hoosiers were never in the game, and it just shows how far that they are from being an elite team. As Zion Williamson and RJ Barrett combined for, I believe, forty seven points last night, and the Hoosiers got rolled. to It's tough for any team to go into Cameron and win, but especially one as young as Indiana. And it just shows you how much better Duke's freshmen are than IU's freshmen. This is a good IU freshman class. These guys aren't ready for the NBA yet. Romeo, maybe. Everybody else, no.
1: Let's talk high school basketball. You'll call your first game this Friday night, but uh, teams are already playing. Yeah, great
2: game up in Michigan last night. Benton Harbor nearly upset by Dawajak. And then just as he did in the state championship game, Carlos Johnson hits a three at the end of the game to give Benton Harbor the lead and the win. They beat Dawajak 67-66. Carlos Johnson, I believe, is a junior this year and just uh, a terrific player for Benton Harbor. That's a Division One talent right there. Uh, nice to see my buddy Tyler Dendy get his first win as the new Niles coach. They went into Buchanan and beat the Bucks last night. And then here in Indiana, Mark Johnson, his first game as coach at St. Joe, gets the win. Indians had to come from behind at Concord where Derek Deshaun is doing a nice job coaching, even though it might not show up in the record yet. And the Indians win that one by a count of 60-46. to 46. I thought Elkhart Memorial was really impressive last night. They blasted Elkhart Christian. Elkhart Christian's star point guard is out right now, so they're not as good. But Memorial went to the Elite Eight in Class 4A last year. They've got four starters back from that team. Elkhart Christian says, okay, we're going to deny Hank Smith and Trey Gallup the ball. And they did a pretty good job of that. And then Memorial had enough depth where they could just overcome that. They have a young man by the name of Braxton Miller, not Braxton, but Braxton, who led them in scoring last night. When he is not playing basketball, he is raising harness racing ponies. Wow. He and his grandfather, they live out in Middlebury, actually. Okay. Commute into Memorial every day. And they raise harness racing ponies. (laughs) Who knew? Well, you did. I did. You knew. Yeah. You're calling what game this uh, Friday night? It'll be at Northside Gym, Elkhart Memorial, and Elkhart Central. Blazers had a rough night last night. They couldn't find the ocean... At all, I mean, they couldn't throw a ball into the ocean. They shot 26% and lost to Goshen. Uh, Goshen's not a bad ball club. They won that one 56-42. So Central's still looking for its first win under Barry Singray, their new head coach. They're 0-2 and they take on the Chargers. And I imagine there's going to be about 5,000 folks pouring into the big barn on Bristol Street. For Central and Memorial, Friday night, the 30th season of high school basketball on TV46. Where does one park for a game like that? Uh, There's lots of parking right around uh, the gym, uh, across the street at St. Thomas Church.
1: Okay. You can park on Lawrence Street. Let's talk hockey. Notre Dame, uh, Tuesday night game. Our friend Derek Lehman from Big and Tall Outlet. BTO. Was at the game last night. Well, he enjoyed an overtime
2: thriller for the Irish. Cal Burke gets the winner in overtime on the power play, and the Irish beat Northern Michigan by a count of two to one. Pretty good hockey game. Notre Dame ranked number eight in the nation. Haven't really hit their stride yet this year, but that's not unusual for a Jeff Jackson team. You'll lots of times see them struggle in November and December, and then when the calendar turns to the new year. January, February they hit conference play and they turn it up a notch.
0: Hey, I wanna drive the Zamboni. Hey, I wanna drive the Zamboni. Yes I do.
2: It's interesting we talked a little bit about the Colts on Monday. They played Jacksonville this weekend. Uh, Jacksonville's Leonard Fournette suspended by the NFL for the game for a fight that he had uh, during Jacksonville's contest last week. And Jacksonville also changing quarterbacks this week. They are benching Blake Bortles and they are going to start the backup Cody Kessler. So we'll see if that uh, rejuvenates the Jacksonville offense. They fired their offensive coordinator over the weekend too. So Jacksonville in disarray. Great time for the Colts good to go down there and try to win their sixth in a row. Is and this? remember the Chicago Bears? Yes. It seems like forever ago since they played on yeah, Thanksgiving what, last Day. Last Thursday? Yeah. Yeah. And they've got the New York football Giants this weekend at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey.
1: I saw the Bears play the Giants in a preseason game years ago with my brother-in-law. Happy birthday, Matt. It was hot that night. We had T-shirts and shorts on.
2: Yeah. Well, that's the way it is when football season starts. Mm -hmm. And then by the time it ends, you need every
1: article of clothing that you can find. Where are you at right now with the NFL touchdown celebrations? It seems that those are popping up more and more in the old highlight reel. I like them. I think they've been fairly creative so far. I like them when they're attached to a touchdown. Just a regular pass or any kind of run—that's when I'm like, okay, you know, some little whatever. I think when they get to the end zone, that's when it needs to happen.
2: What about a what about a big interception?
1: No, I think it should be end zone. I mean, it could be one person doing one thing, but I don't think it should be a whole team like I've been seeing with the celebrations happening.
2: But that's the thing—they're trying to emphasize that it's the team, the team, the team, as Bo Beckler would tell
1: us. Okay. As long as the helmets stay on, too. I'm not a big fan of when those come off. Right. A la Rod Tidwell, Jerry Maguire.
2: What did you think of the Ezekiel Elliott Salvation Army celebrations on Thanksgiving Day? Loved it. I yeah.
1: love anything, that, uh, uh, anything like that is fantastic. And go ahead and talk about that.
2: Well, Ezekiel Elliott, a couple of years ago— uh, his rookie season actually jumped into the large Salvation Army kettle that they have on the field at AT&T Stadium and caught a lot of grief for that. And so, But he is also famous for it now, and so he incorporated that into Thanksgiving Day and pulled out a check for $21 and put it into the Salvation Army kettle. And then when his quarterback, Dak Prescott, scored later, he lifted Dak Prescott up and put him into the Salvation Army kettle. So Ezekiel's trying to pull a lot of attention around the Salvation Army kettle and has actually said that he will match $1,021 contributions and and basically make a $21,000 contribution himself to the Salvation Army.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. And that was also matched by the Dallas Cowboys organization.
1: Before we move forward, let's go live to Derek at Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart, Notre Dame apparel for your undefeated Irish.
0: Good morning, guys. This is Derek coming to you from Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart, Indiana. With Notre Dame being undefeated and them heading to the playoffs, coming here in a few weeks, and with it being the Christmas season, we do have a great selection of big men's Notre Dame apparel. Got a couple different polos. These are available in sizes, I believe about a two X all the way up to six X. The charcoal one here runs $49 and the Navy one runs, I believe 52. So we got green t-shirts, charcoal, Navy, Heather Navy t-shirts. I'd like to invite you guys in and you can also shop at bigandtalloutlet.com. A lot of these items would be available on the website. I want to thank you guys. Follow the Yak on Twitter at SportsYak with two Ks, but the second K is silent.
1: That about does it for this episode, number thirty-one, if you will, of SportsYak. You can subscribe and never miss an episode. If you want to go back and listen for some reason, you can go to PulseFM.com. Our entire archive, Chuck, from number thirty-one to number one, is on. the You can front count page. down the hits. Still nothing from Louisville. Just a little paragraph kind of letting you know what we talk about. Wait a minute. Episode.
2: What was that that you just threw in after paragraph? A little
1: paragraph. <laughs> a, little, uh, a little something in there. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can always find us on Instagram, on Twitter, and, of course, the email, SportsYak with 2 ks at gmail.com. You want to say goodbye, Chuck? Goodbye, Chuck. Who's there for you when you are
0: sad and down? Hey. Idiot friends. Who picks you up and smacks you all around? Idiot friends. Who puts thorns in you so you can save the town? Idiot friends. Idiot friends. Idiot friends. Idiot friends. Da, 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 do, da, do, Idiot friends. da, 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 da. Idiot friends. Dee, da, 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 do, do, da, do. Still nothing from Louisville. Sports Yak is on the Studio
1: DNA Podcast Network. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet on Napadi Street in Elkhart and at BigandTallOutlet.com.
0: This is Jimmy Shorts. I'm not gone. I don't care what the neighbors say. Christmas time.
2: Still nothing from Louisville.